and welcome to Blowing This Joint, the chronic illness podcast for and by the chronic illness community. My name is Kerry White from the Chronic Homestead. Thank you for joining me. Hey, howdy, hey, bendy friends. It is I, your host with the most, Kerry Wire, back here with episode three of my Blowing This Joint podcast. I'm excessively cheerful at the moment because I'm not currently in a flare. Hurrah! Now, boy, was that a segue into today's post. So we're following along still with the Ellis Danlos Society's prompts for May for EDS Awareness Month. And today I wanted to talk to you about uh, the day... Day five prompt. So this is episode three, but day five prompt. Uh, warning signs of a symptom flare. Now, a symptom flare is where things that may either not occur or only occur minorly suddenly have a massive uptick or suddenly occur. So examples of symptoms could be migraines, because with I would hope, hopefully, you don't have migraines every day. Uh, but that certainly would be something that could flare up. You could also have flares of pain, flares of mast cell type symptoms, flares of dysautonomia. So how do I know that it's about to go downtown? Well, I can tell you that I still have not learned. <laughs> I have not learned my lesson also. There are times when I know full well that some foods affect me and I will eat it anyway. As I'm sure many lactose intolerant people will tell you, sometimes the attraction to cheese is just too hard. You must have the cheese. Now, before we start, I'm going to use my usual disclaimer. We're, of course, talking about you know conditions and, and situations and symptoms that are quite distressing, and especially if it's something that really plagues your life. Um, you may want to consider you know, whether or not this episode is right for you. Uh, I try to be as professional but lighthearted as possible, but again, it is a talk about uh, disability, chronic illness, and you know, not very nice facets of being who we are. So, if that's something that's not in your space today, please look after yourself and maybe come back to it another day. Okay, and also would like to make this point too that you probably realize this by now, but I am not a doctor. <laughs> Damn it, man, I'm a cake artist, not a doctor. No, I. Uh, I know what I know via personal experience or by research from reading medical journals and watching, you know, symposiums and things like that. I am not medically trained. So none, nothing I tell you can possibly be considered advice. Uh, I will certainly never mention medicines by name or suggest, uh, you know, anything that you should take or not take. I'm talking purely from my own personal experience and, you know, that may help you. You may find it entertaining. Uh, that's just, that's the purpose of this podcast, okay? So please always seek out, you know, professional medical care. If you're not receiving good medical care, please do not be afraid to get a second, third, fourth, fifth, however many opinions it takes before someone looks into the symptoms as seriously as you need them to. Okay, so let's get started. So I operate generally with a level of hypermobility that um, kind of confounds and freaks out my doctors, which quietly makes me a little proud. Uh, but generally speaking, I don't operate with too much daily pain. I do get flares of pain. And when I get a flare of pain, I usually get costochondritis, which is a inflammation of the cartilage of my rib cage. 
um, which can be felt generally a, a sort of in your chest, like middle of your chest. <laughs> By the way, when that first happens, you're absolutely convinced you have a heart attack. So <laughs> to please take these symptoms seriously. Uh, sometimes, you know, it is something as painful but benign as costochondritis. It may be something else. So please, even if it's something you've had many times, if it feels different, get it checked. Okay, that's my that's my mama bear talk for the day. But yeah, I get costochondritis, which uh, makes it hard to breathe, quite painful to breathe, uh, often makes it very painful to lie down, but even worse to sit or stand. So it generally sucks <laughs> for as long as I have that. Uh, I can usually alleviate it with heat bags. Uh, I don't actually find pain relief to be super helpful for me, generally. Um, certainly not with any of my really high 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 definition pain as it were so my headaches and my um my joint pain and things like that none of the painkillers that I access um I'm, I'm not able to access anything super hard um they don't help so I find that heat is by far and above the most effective treatment that I can give for myself that and rest of course um so costochondritis is a real bummer. The other one that I find I get a lot is I get a lot of headache and a lot of migraine. Uh, I used to be sort of, I misunderstood what migraine was in the sense of I thought I was having far fewer migraines than I actually was having. I experience some form of pain in my head uh, probably at least 85% of the time. Um, I wake up with headaches most days. I'm often able to walk them off, as it were, um, but sometimes they they do either stay and it's just annoying. Sometimes they stay and it affects my cognitive capacity and my ability to put sentences together, remember complex details and, uh, you know, the order of things kind of thing. Uh, other times it is very, very crippling and I get a migraine that will give me Bell's palsy in the right side of my face, uh, can affect my vision obviously creates enormous amounts of pain, um, gives me nausea. Um, I have even on occasion had numbness in the right side of my body, which was very horrifying. Uh, when it first happened, I thought for sure I was having a stroke. So not, not, not a fun way to be, but thankfully uh, it's not every day for me. It's, um, I probably get around three to four of those kinds of migraines a month. Uh, I do get headaches a lot. I'm to understand that some of the headaches that I think are just headaches may actually be migraines by definition. So I don't claim them, but some doctors have said to me, you know, the the actual scope of what a migraine is is wider than you think. So I say headache and migraine just to be safe. Um, I also do get some flares of what are these. So these are things I know I have. These are diagnosed issues. Some things that are still kind of up in the air that I'm not sure what's causing them which is great fun as anyone with any of the EDSs would know or even a chronic illness in general probably you have a lot of things that overlap so I get um, digestive issues I don't know whether that's dysautonomia related if it's mast cell related if it's something else altogether um, I'm actually as I'm recording this I'm going to be getting um, some diagnostic testing done to see if they can find anything that's causing these problems um, the leading candidate, of course, is IBS, but IBS is a uh, diagnosis of el uh, elimination, meaning that we have to rule everything else out before we can say for sure that's what it is. 
There's plenty of options that could be causing me problems. I have gastroesophageal reflux disease diagnosed. I have a hiatus hernia. I have globus, which is the way you get the lump in your throat and it feels like you can't swallow past it. Uh, sometimes I don't realize that until I have a big drink and it refuses to it refuses to move down the street <laughs> and comes back to say something, uh, which is very fun, especially in a, in a public place. Um, I also have gastrointestinal issues that I won't go into too much detail because you may be listening to this while you're eating your breakfast. Um, but I have lots of pain and trouble. So sometimes I know that there are some foods that cause me problems. Sometimes I can have a food that causes me problems and then I will get cocky and have it again and it doesn't give me a problem. So I don't know why sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. It's highly likely that I have mast cell disorder, which I'm hoping that those diagnostic tests I'm soon to have will actually confirm for me because uh, one of the only ways to fully confirm mast cell is to actually have a biopsy of your bowel um, and they stain it with a special stain called CD117 and that actually confirms mast cell. They can actually put that sample under the microscope and quite literally low-tech count how many mast cells they see and if they see over a certain amount, that's indicative of mast cell reacting. So that's that's something I'm hoping to have confirmed soon. I certainly have enough symptoms of that. I'm a severe asthmatic, uh, severe allergic asthmatic. I get dermatographia, I get urticaria, uh, I get headaches. And again, we don't know whether these headaches are related to allergy or if they're neck instability. There's a lot of question marks and there probably will be for quite some years because it's, it's, it's a long haul to get all of this sorted out. And that's even if you find a doctor that either A, takes you seriously or B, knows what they're looking at. Um, I've sat down in front of many a doctor who has asked me to spell Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Uh, so that can be a bit of an uphill struggle, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Um so in terms of when do I feel a flare of headaches, I just, I almost always have one. I can tell as I start to walk around in the morning whether this is going to be a day where the headache goes away or if the headache stays with me. Uh, with allergy symptoms, they are with me always. I do uh, have some relief now from an injectable. I'm not going to name the medicine, as I said. I want you to see your doctor. I'm not going to suggest what you should or shouldn't take. But I'm on an injectable medicine that is um, very hard to get. And has been doing amazing things for my allergies. Um, it's I've, I'm able to walk on grass for the first time in 20 years. So that may not sound like much, but it's uh, it's it's been amazing. And like to be able to walk around my garden and actually touch plants. I I spent the better part of two decades not being able to touch anything green. Um, growing like obviously I could eat vegetables, but like I I wasn't able to touch like to touch a weed. Unthinkable. Like just if I had a touch plantain, I would have been absolutely scrambling for asthma relief. I wouldn't be able to, I would be short of breath. I would be, I would be in a real, real sticky situation. Um, I've also had anaphylaxis a few times in my life as well. Um, mostly, um, not, not the kind of generic, you know, see on the TV show, grabs, chokes, starts gasping, oh gosh, you know, somebody get an EpiPen. Like I, I haven't had it in that fashion there is actually different types of anaphylaxis, which I didn't know um, many moons ago when people, the doctors and stuff were saying, oh, did you get anaphylaxis? I said, oh, no, no, I'm good. I haven't had anaphylaxis. And then I was, one other doctor that I saw actually said to me, so you don't have this, this and this and this? And I said, oh, yes, I do. And he said, you know, that's anaphylaxis. <laughs> and I went, 
no, I didn't know that. So I probably actually have had anaphylactic reactions way more regularly than what than what I would have would have said. So that's troubling too. Part of what um, makes this ride extra bumpy is I don't know what causes the things that I get. I don't know day to day how I'm going to feel. I don't know for sure what sets me off. I don't know why sometimes I can have something and other times I can't. I don't know why this happens. I don't know why me. I don't know why any of us. Um, and I think, you know, the signs of a symptom flare, I know some people kind of have had this long enough or had it severe long enough that they can really read the tea leaves as it were. I don't see it coming. I know it's coming. I wait for the other shoe to drop a lot because I'm like, oh, I've had a really good run. That's not going to last. <laughs> um, but the other thing too is, and I'm sure a lot of us are guilty of this, is that I get cocky when I feel well and I try to do all of the things and sometimes out of guilt because I'm like, oh gosh, I really had to rest a lot and look at all these things that have gone by the wayside, you know, whether it be, you know, food prep or cleaning the house and stuff like that. I, I have, my husband's fantastic. I have people that will help, but I personally in myself feel bad for not doing it. Um, probably because I'm raised in the West where we treat rest as something that you must earn by near death. <laughs> you, you're not allowed to rest unless you've really earned it. Um, so we need to break that habit epically. I just want to put that out there as an aside. Um, but yeah, I, I don't always see it coming and that could be because I have blinders on because I don't want to see it coming. I know it's there. I know I'll see it. I know that my next headache is any day. I know that I could sneeze the wrong way and slip a rib and then have costochondritis for two weeks. Um, I know I could sleep funny and have costochondritis for two weeks. I know I could uh, lie down on a fabric that has a fold in it and the fold digs into my rib, which causes costochondritis, and I have costochondritis for two weeks. Um, it's annoying that we appear to be so weakened by these things that affect us when in fact we are enormously strong because we go through them so regularly. Um, I know that's trite and sounds a bit like a fridge magnet, but I really want us to all kind of take heart in the fact that we are really strong. Like, you know, we may have muscle weakness, we have joint weakness, and we hear weakness a lot. We hear atrophy, we hear um, dysfunctional or, you know, insufficient or whatever these other words are, and they are negative, and they talk about things that are negative. You know, pain is bad. Dislocations, supplications, they're bad. But the fact that we get up every day and keep fighting even though we know that today's going to bring something bad, whether it's pain or you know, whatever it is that we just keep on, you know, strapping in and getting back in the game, that is enormously strong. So if no one's told you today, you are a champion. Um, I hope we never, I hope we never lose sight of that, that it sucks that we go through this and in a perfect world, we never would, you know, we'll find some way to stop it. We'll find some sort of treatment that puts this kind of garbage away. Maybe some sort of gene therapy that will allow, you know, connective tissues to re- reconnect or regrow um that would be amazing wouldn't it just but in the meantime we still go through it we go through it without predictability some days some days we know it's coming and we can literally see it coming down the road like I know what's going to happen to me tomorrow I know how I'm going to feel and I'm just sitting here right now going wow right now I'm okay and I can I can see it coming down the road and dealing with that kind of 
finality of a, of a, of knowing that tomorrow you'll be in pain. That takes a lot to handle. So, you know, the crispest of very gentle high fives <laughs> to all of my bendy peeps because it is not an easy way. It is not an easy way to live and it's not an easy way to function. So, um, be proud of yourself. Even if you've absolutely sobbed in a messy pile, be proud of yourself because flares are horrible. And if you are unfortunate enough to have them regularly, it is, it is soul crushing. So the flip side of that too, is that if you can see what triggers a flare, or if you can see them coming to head them off and maybe you're able to rest and, and sort of stop it from being as bad as it could be, or if you figure out a trigger food or a trigger activity, if you see a doctor and they're able to say to you, hey, it turns out that you have cranial instability, um, like cervical cranial instability, and you're able to uh, stabilize your neck for car rides and then that stops being a problem. Not so much a problem always, but I mean like traveling on a highway doesn't cause you a headache by the time you get to the end of it and, you know, things like that. It's the more we understand the better armed we are and this is why I always I always find it so bizarre when anyone particularly doctors but when anyone asks well what good is a diagnosis what's that going to change and it's like you can't slay the beast until you know its name if I know why I'm getting headaches I can prevent them if I'm getting headaches because my neck is dodgy I can stabilize it if I'm getting headaches because I'm eating I don't know dairy I can stop eating dairy now how on how in the world am I supposed to eliminate everything and see which it is? It's it's ne next to impossible and a very hard way to live. Diagnoses are so important. You know, treatment is so important. Understanding is so important. Um, that's why I think I'm I'm so so proud and pleased to be part of this EDS Awareness Month. This is only my my first year doing this awareness month fully I, I I took part last year briefly as a like oh geez it would be interesting to know for sure I was only diagnosed with hypermobile spectrum disorder this January January 2023 we're in April 2023 or May as you're hearing this and it took this long for me to know why I am the way I am why I have the pains and the problems that I have and even so I came to that because I brought it to the doctors not because the doctors knew what it was, but because I asked them to test me for things that I had heard about during EDS Awareness Month. So it is desperately important to me to be a big part of this Awareness Month. And like I said, part of that is me keeping up with the Ellis Danlos Society's uh, prompts for every day of this month. And where, where possible, I'm making a podcast of them. There's only a few that I'm missing that are like, you know, too visual to make sense on a podcast. But I, I urge you, please, if you can, take part. This is a wonderful thing for our community, not only for a sense of community, but you may be talking to a me. You may be talking to someone like me who just is just has no idea, suffers, goes through things, and is frequently told that it's not as bad as you think or it's nothing or we can't find anything on the scan. You know, you, we've all heard it. So wherever you are, guys, I hope that today is being kind and I hope that if you are not having a great day that you're able to get some relief. Thank you so much for listening and just being with me through this EDS Awareness Month. I really appreciate you and I'm glad that we're together on this journey. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye.